that. So it's like, who do you really listen to? Who do you not? And, and things of that nature. Yeah. But I guess it's kind of like the gift and the curse in a way. Um, I think it's a blessing um, mm-hmm. a lot because I think it allows people to really amplify their voices. I think when, like what I've heard about like podcasting, it's just kind of like something that black people um, in general are now starting to do. But, you know, non-black people have been doing this, like, you know, like, so this is an opportunity to like, again, amplify our voices and really begin to really see that black people are not a monolith and hear the different narratives and stories. And if you like a certain podcast, you stick with it and it allows you to um, explore other ones. Right. So I think it's 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 a it's a good area that people are tapping into. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. listening to this on far we have a special guest in here uh with me today who has made a a drive to come into the studio and have a conversation with me so i appreciate her for that um and we're just kind of listening to um some music as you can hear in the background that's taiki i think uh, i don't know if it's taiki or i might be messing it up but um this is a dope track and she's also told me that she stopped listening to afrobeat i'm a little mad at her about that <laughs> Not all together. You know what I mean? I don't know how I feel about that, but this is a discussion that we're going to get into, of course. Not all together, though. Um, not all the way... Okay. Not all the way done. Just not predominantly okay. on, still, like, the... Still in there. Okay. It's still in there. Still have my own playlist, but... Um, and, and she told me why, so I, I, it makes sense, <laughs> uh, but I still want to poke at it for a bit. Um, so we're going to get into it right here. Let me see... Um, because I went through, I did some research. Some research. Yeah, you know, you, you got to understand what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, so I can remember our first interaction. Do you do you remember our first interaction? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's This is what, like, reminding me of, like, the uncle or the, like, auntie or someone that's like, oh, I've known you since da-da-da-da. Mm. And, yeah, no, I do um, So our first interaction was, 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 was on Instagram and... Um, I don't know how I came across your Instagram profile. Uh, and I was like, yo, she, you know, dope. Thank you. I, I try to keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then, and then, you know, as, as you start to see how somebody posts and things like that, you get, uh, you start to pay a little bit more attention. And I don't know, you had posted something. I, I can't remember what it was. Cause I went back to look at my DMS. Uh, excuse me. I couldn't see what the message was. Obviously it disappeared. Um, and you know what? Let me, let me even, I'll pull it up right now. So I'm not making things out of my, you know what I mean? Fair. But I, I feel like, and I was having this conversation with my friends. I was like, I have this, 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 the, I call it the, the, um, it's almost like a, not a bad side, but like the, the, the wild part of me who I'm still trying to control. And obviously I've grown. That's good. Um, Growth is good. So I was like. I don't know what you put. I was like, come on faster, LOL, with a tongue out emoji, and I go just playing. And I saw that, I, don't, I can't remember what you posted. And you read it, you didn't respond. I was like, shit. 
So I went back. I was like, hey, you know what? My apologies. My comment was a little off. It wasn't my intention. And I said, sorry, queen. You're like, it's all good. God bless. So essentially, I must have said something out of line. <laughs> she was a oh So I'm not even entertaining or responding to this. Um, but as as a, as a as the man that I am today, and, and understanding that what my my that wasn't my intent, so I had to go back. You know what? Like, um, so let me go and apologize for for what I said. <laughs> she don't remember this. Do, Honestly, do, I'm thinking like in you saying that, I can only think I was in like a I went to um, Copacabana, I think, wherever that that on the waterfront mm. places and that's the only thing i can actually possibly like remember and there was the a time. bike involved i don't know what got into me i, I have no a idea a bike yeah because i was saying faster like you were pedaling a bike or I, I have no idea oh okay then never mind okay <laughs> i was thinking i wish different. i could see the video but maybe after you can show me but um uh, before we get deeper in the conversation i'd like to introduce our guest once again thanks for pulling up i pre- really truly appreciate that no problem. and then i have i have a feeling that today we're gonna have a great great conversation um she do come off a little shy but we'll see um as we go on with the podcast see how yeah you know she lighten up and, and enjoy the environment um so googling figuring out how to introduce you um, this is what I gathered so far. And let me know how well I do. This is like All right. your moment to grade me. Um, so essentially, I think uh, you are a love enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, master in peace and conflict studies, which I wanted to ask you about that. Um, that's what you went to school. That's what you study. You have a master's in peace and conflict studies, which is um, first time coming across something like that. Uh, you are a co-founder of Instagram platform called Before All Vowels. Yes. And also uh, another one called Keys with K. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> the Before All Vowels Before All Vowel platform, uh, and I'll tell you what I thought when I first got on it, um, but no further ado, ladies and gentlemen in the studio here with me, we have um, Kanisha yes. in the building. How you doing? Let me I'm give good. you some. Thank you. <laughs> Give me a little clap. So, how you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, how was how how was my, my little research that I've done? I, I didn't want to like, you know, what I mean, like pinpoint it to 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 a specific, and I wanted to learn as we go through the conversation. But, um, what makes you like a, a love enthusiast? What what is it about you that the the kind of I would say love love? If, yeah, if that's fair to say. What well, talk to me about that? Um. I don't know. I guess ever since I was like a young girl, I always loved watching TLC and they had these wedding specials or like four dresses and mm-hmm. all those things. And I was just kind of like, I just loved watching it, like going home and or sitting there and watching it all by myself and indulging in, I guess, the, um, the idea of one aspect of love or at least one idea or part of marriage. Um, and kind of looking at it in a glorified or idolized kind of way. But, um, at that point in time, like that's how I first was introduced to marriage, quote unquote, or Mm. like the process in getting there. Um, I think as I've grown- you was was married before? No, 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 (laughs) no. I mean, (laughs) in watching all of the, um- and watching all of the, the the shows that I did on TLC um, with all of the prizes. I was going to say, talk to us about that. No, 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 no. Never been married, never been engaged. But one Looking day. forward to it? 
I look forward to it. Yeah, that's one of the reasons probably why I'm a love enthusiast. Mm -hmm. But I think in general, um, I think now um, just kind of love is action. So like being a love enthusiast, really just seeing how men and women display um, different forms of love for the people that are in their lives that is not just romantic, but also platonic and also um, amongst family. Um, really just allows me to feel warm Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a sense or just really feel um, encouraged that um, people are still choosing to love. Um, And that's probably why I'm a love enthusiast. I I try to look at it from a more healthy perspective now in terms of just a a Western or um, I'm trying to find the word, but um, yeah, just like a really um, materialistic way of looking at love. Uh, I think now I look at it in a more healthy uh, way that actually sees love as action. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. I mean, and and it's funny you say that because we live, I feel like we live at a, in a time where like we're, we're starting to, like I, I look at love like, damn, like, is this is this a thing? Is this even attainable? Am I going to fall in love? There was a time where I didn't think I had the ability to fall in love. Then I, then I, and I did. And then it kind of changed my perspective about love because- it was like the one thing that I didn't think I could tap into because mm-hmm. up until, you know, I was 28 years old. Like that was an emotion that I was able to uh, not that I look back. I could I could realize, OK, yeah, I was in love at a certain point, but like mm-hmm. to actually feel it all the way and being in the moment and being in love with somebody was I think is dope. I don't know how we feel about it now because I feel like mm-hmm. we're looking at it a little bit like, uh it's a little shaky out here these days. No, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, I I think we only look at, like, love that is romantic or love that is in, like, I guess maybe mm. to say partnership um, or, like, only for married couples. Right. Um, but love starts at home, right? Like, love can be had in friendships. Love can be had with yourself. So I think when you begin to identify, like, what love is to you and for you, I think that's when you're able to embrace it um, from others or cultivate it yourself. So, um, I mean, I know that it might be hard or seems as though, like, it looks... Uh, unattainable, especially with the way social media um, distorts love. Um, But then again, like you have to take like a step back and look at it from what does, what does it look like for you as opposed to like, what is it looking like for others on social media and what they're portraying it to be? Yeah. I mean, I I didn't, I didn't even think about it. Like, yeah, like it's it's beyond just a part, like you and your partner being in love. It's love at home. It's love with your siblings and uh, your friends. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like I think even as as like as male, um, we rarely like said to our male friends that I love you. Like I mean, it's it's a thing now that I um, that I try to practice. Um, sometimes you know I'll send a message to to um, to my friends about yo. I hope y'all are well. You know I love you. Make sure you know you're good. And and that to me is like it's it's something that I couldn't have even thought about like a couple of years ago in a sense. So I mm-hmm. think. Uh, you saying that kind of put me onto it. Um, yeah, yeah, it is different forms of it, not just an aspect of a marriage or, or a relationship. So yeah. thank you. See, I, I I knew you was gonna put me on some shit. I knew it. I knew <laughs> you know it. what though? Like even to say like for me, I didn't really also know what love looked like, mm. even in a more platonic way, until I was in a church community. 
You know, when you are like some people who go to church, like it's just kind of like just to cross off a box. Like, yeah, I I went kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. it was actually interesting to actually feel the love. Like it kind of was one of those, I guess, like wisteria lane kind of things Mm -hmm. where it kind of was just like only like separate wives, like they perceive themselves to be like loving and perfect. But and it kind of feel like for most people like who aren't like used to love feel like this is culty <laughs> like this is not this is not <laughs> this a real yeah, yeah like this is yeah, yeah and then like when you realize like nah like they really love you from the bottom of their hearts and it's because of god like the the per- like their beliefs mm-hmm. and it's just literally like a action again like it, it really changed my perception of what love actually is in action. I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself, but no, that's no, no, exa- I mean, you, yeah, no, it makes but sense. That's that's for me. Like, it took me a very long time to really begin to see love in action, to, like identify healthy love, um, and even to tell people that I love them because I was never one to be like in terms of my friends. Like, I'd never be like, "I love you." Like, no. it really, it really took time, and it's still taking time. But I'm, I'm right. more comfortable saying it. Yeah. Dope. Um, I know you just recently celebrated your 27th birthday. Yeah. Um, we're going to give you some. Yeah. Give you some. Um, I think uh, 27. Wow. H- how do you. How do you feel? I feel Cause, good. Because I also seen that like, you was going through um, kind of like 21, 22, kind of like going back in time almost on Instagram mm-hmm. and kind of have a little story about that time period where you were at at 21, at 22, at 23. Uh, which I thought was dope because I also, this is how I assess my year. Mm. It's not based on the new year's like in January it's based on my birthdays. Mm. So I always look back and go, when I was 30, what did I do when I was 29? And that's kind of how I gauge, uh, almost like my year, like from, from, from age to age, not from like January to January kind of thing. Um, which I thought was dope for you to do. So as 27, Mm. 27 year old beautiful black queen out here thriving and, and and doing great things thank you um how do you feel like being here i feel good like i think i'm i'm a very reflective person um but i feel like 26 really has allowed me to pivot to really begin to identify what it is that i need to do in order to like you had said thrive but really feel it for myself mm-hmm. um so I think it's kind of like you you have a sense of like wanting to create goals for yourself and all the things. But I think um, being 27 now, it's just kind of like a new, I don't know, type of level that I didn't uh, tap into, I guess, into adulthood. Like it's just kind of things are finally making sense okay. or I'm finally able to, you know, pinpoint the idea that like for example like i'm not my degrees or i'm not like those things don't validate me like they are a part of my life but they are not who i am so um those are like the types of lessons that i'm finally sitting with and taking into account into um the rediscovery mode of who kanisha is like my instagram name for a few years was noir wonderlust and before that it was like goldmine and it's kind of like in 27 (laughs) yeah in 27 it's kind of just like i'm now kanisha and what does kanisha look like now like you know it's it's tapping into a new form of adulthood womanhood um 
blackness um, for me and, and not being a monolith and, you know, being able to see and feel and think differently. Um, so yeah, 27, I, I mean, it's only less than a week, but um, I, I think that it's going to be a good year. Um, so. What was your Instagram name before? That is true. It was what was it? Noir Wonderless. What, what did that? What did that mean? It just meant like I had the desire to travel, but I was also black, oh, okay. <laughs> like a black traveler wanting to travel. So that's yeah. what it was. Okay, I was yeah. like, well, what the? Okay, that's yeah. true. I I completely not that I forgot, but now like I'm because um, I do remember when I first followed you, I didn't know your name at the time, and then not now you change people. it. Yeah, not too to many your name. People. I was like, oh, that's dope, but. Okay, just man, you and I do see you. You um, on your Instagram, you got a lot of travel um, pictures. Um, yeah. Very nice. You know how to take some. I, I just learned how to take pictures like two years ago. I used to That's take good. the most <laughs> horrible pictures. It's okay, we all grow. <laughs> and I seen you. I was like, wow. Like I need maybe she got a she got some few pointers she could tell me, uh, so I could raise my picture game. But back to what you were saying about you're not your degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted you to to kind of break that down because when I was going through it. Uh, I think it was called Master in Peace and Conflict Studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What What uh, does that even mean? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so I think when I initially, like before going into the program of Peace and Conflicts, um, I think I just kind of wanted to see like, what does that actually mean in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a really crazy world? Um, like how is peace attainable? Um, how do people really define peace? And I think coming out of it, it's kind of, it's an introspective um, process in terms of how do you cultivate peace? How do you identify peace? Um, But then also looking at conflict and health, conflict being healthy, but also um, how it is deeply rooted into uh, the ways we see certain issues in the world and how do we try to come out of that? Um, So, me it's really been um so that degree has also just allowed me to it's interesting that i paid for a degree to really begin to learn who i am (laughs) and myself essentially is what it comes down to um because i'm still trying to navigate like peace and conflict Mm career-wise um and it's kind of now leading me down a path of actually wanting to become like a counselor or like some form of therapist Um, So in social work or something of that nature, because also, um, you know, when you think about peace and or conflict, it it again starts from home. Um, You know, those those ideas, those concepts of hate and love start at home and they can manifest in different ways. So um, I've been thinking about family therapy and, and wanting to really begin to navigate that path and helping other individuals to create healthy um mindsets and and um really begin to find out their truths and things of that sort um i don't know if that's like a direct but that's the thing about peace and conflict it's so broad it's so um multifaceted there's so much to it and then there's also like the nuances that also exist within that so i don't know if i answered that question but um no you did and and so to somebody that studies this like mm -hmm. what I mean, we're, we're simplifying it, um, and you broke it out very well. Um, but for the average person, like, what does that mean? Like, what do you work in outside of? Because you didn't mention about um, potentially becoming a therapist or um, mm. 
social work and such is is that the lane that that kind of no <laughs> that's not the lane um i think like a lot of people yeah, so I, I mediation okay oh so you don't come yeah. out with anything really like you just <laughs> literally you don't um because me and my close friend like we like there's a lot of us that graduated <laughs> from the, the program and literally like we still don't necessarily know like mm. what like it's it's not something that like you get a job like right away like you have to really navigate what that looks like i think it's just really transferable oh, okay. skills that you'll be learning um in terms of how to you know like negotiation or um you know, just how you're communicating in terms of like active listening, but more so like empathetic. Mm -hmm. um, so things like that are transferable into maybe working in the government or right. um, possibly working with like a nonprofit or um, literally, I guess, in any anywhere that you go, you can work in. But I guess it's just the idea that it's it's something that you like, don't end up like it, yeah, with a tangible like, it's, it's job. It's not like you go to school for I don't know um you do uh I'm trying to think of something simple but for some reason I can't. Let's say you go to school for architecture, you know that yeah. you're going to be working in design and architecture type of work. Yeah. Like you don't have to guess. Right. You know the industry you're going in but from what I gather from you you're just like <laughs> I'm guessing. It could take you anywhere yeah. um okay that's yeah. that's interesting yeah so like the non-profit it wasn't scary like going through studying something that you're like ah, i don't know where i have to kind of create that because i know like for some of us when we went to school we really wanted to come out and be like i could go and do this like i didn't try <laughs> you know what i mean like i'll no, be stressed to, yeah. trying to figure it out like okay what do i do now kind of thing yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I feel like everything leads you back to a point of where you actually identify what it is that you want to do. And um, to be honest, I did take time off after my undergraduate. I took a year off and I just thought, oh, like, you know what, like a master's degree will set me apart. But I also just want to like add like add like an extra onto like what I did in school prior right. to that. Um, but not necessarily knowing what comes out of that. <laughs> It sucks, but I think it also just also made me realize that mm. like there's certain flaws within myself in terms of identifying like what my own trajectory looks like in terms of um, really regaining um, that form of control yeah. of really my future because it's in no one else's hands other than my own. So I think um, now I'm really beginning to identify like, okay, like I have to control that for myself i have to begin to identify what that is and use those transferable skills and the things that i did learn and then begin to find meaningful ways to do so in whatever role that is so okay. i think um despite not necessarily having that planned out like i think that um it will it will allow me to be somewhere <laughs> things will <laughs> work meeting. themselves yeah out. You, yeah you seem to to be in a very positive um, you have a very what's the word for optimistic, right? Like yeah. you, you, you see the good in in, in I try in the path of life. If that I makes try. sense, right? I try. <laughs> um, now going back, we're gonna pivot a little bit because you're talking about your love for Afrobeat, and I'm a very I'm an avid Afrobeat listener and lover. I think that the culture um, is doing incredibly well right now. So shout mm -hmm. out to everybody. Um, 
that is uh, coming aboard. And we told y'all the shit was going to pop, but y'all didn't believe us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like to tease people. And no, and no, no it's Drake, been popping. Drake, Drake did not put FOB on the map. You just want to put that out there. Yeah. Um, but he, I, I think he has. He has uh, influence, but he didn't put it on for, the map. Yeah, for people that, that I mean, Afrobeat, Afrobeat is, yeah, I'm trying to think like it's, yeah, it was always dominant in obviously Africa and everywhere else but North American. Um, I would say actually, well, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but at least that, when it came to Afrobeats, like I at least know that like Torontonians or people who lived in Ontario knew about Afrobeats. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, when you go to the States, like literally maybe five years ago they weren't they weren't really like well five years ago yeah I at mean, least five it, years yeah, ago yeah. or at least within 10 years but for me like i've always loved like listening to whiz kid and devito and what's your background i'm half Kenyan, half jamaican oh, okay okay yeah. Yeah. fair yeah so for me i've always really enjoyed afro beats because it just hits differently mm-hmm. it hits a lot differently than a lot of music so um, and which you told me you've now stopped. Li- I'm, I'm curious about that. I want, I want to know. Right. Um, and I'm sure people listening to the podcast might be curious about the transition. So you went from listening to that as being predominantly what you, uh, that was the music that you loved and enjoyed and yeah. went out and turned up. <laughs> and at some point in time, you decided to shift gear, change direction. Right. Um, and now predominantly you listen to a different type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about that. I mean, I think for me, every, every season of my life, like I definitely, it reflects the type of music that I'm listening to. So there used to be a very, uh, there used to be seasons when I loved listening to like, like rap, hip hop, um, where I like listening to old school or where I like listening to, um soca and only soca mm-hmm. um and then like afro beats is always maintained throughout the years or yeah throughout my trajectory in life but um for me i think that i stopped listening to more i'm gonna call it secular music <laughs> <laughs> i stopped listening to secular music okay. only because it just it's kind of like that idea of like what are you feeding yourself in terms of those thoughts and like you're hearing about music like sorry, music is painting a picture in your mind, right? So um, it's interesting, even in the Afro beats that I listen to now, like that I've been listening to, it's kind of sounding more of like that, not vulgar, but kind of like more out there um, than it used to be. Like yeah. I remember where there would be like, you can listen to Afro beats and it was really clean for everybody to yeah, listen yeah. to. And it wasn't, you know, inappropriate or vulgar or just explicit in terms of like what they're trying to, tell you um so for me i think it was more so kind of listening to music that really just hit more differently than afro beats did that Mm. actually when i listened to it i actually felt really good about just being a human being and not just being reminded of my features from a male gaze (laughs) essentially (laughs) no seriously because i think for me like growing up shots fired no for me growing up a lot of people assumed a lot of things based on like my body Mm. and it's for some people disposition and for some people like they really were are attracted to the way i look so you know i've had instances where you know (laughs) i I worked at a i work at a, a corporate 
kind of job, but like in a more like uh, like customer service. And I remember like a woman asked me like, um, sorry, this is gonna pivot, but no, I'm no, gonna no, pivot I'm back. Like, yeah. But a woman asked me, she's like, oh, like did you buy like your butt to look like Kim Kardashian's? And I just thought to myself, <laughs> yeah. So I thought to myself. how do you like how do you feel that you can just ask somebody a question like that like how do you feel like you can come to me as like i'm just trying to do a job but you Mm. just feel like you have that much audacity to just even come and ask me that so i think for me just like in 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 listening to the type of music that i had before and now like it's just i don't want to feel as though that i need to fall into the pressures of keeping up with what what music is saying or keeping up with that kind of um persona or even like music and then when you're looking at music videos and thinking like wow like i can actually be like a video vixen if i really wanted to or if i really wanted to i can really be a baddie out here but i'm not doing that because i really just realized like a, a part of me is a part of my aesthetic but a part of me is more than that. Mm-hmm. So in me kind of just pivoting to more so non-secular, it really just reminds me of like who I really am. Like, right. you know, when it's all said and done, like I have my soul and like to look beyond my physical appearance because it doesn't just define who I am. If that makes sense. <laughs> I know, I, I, no, no, I, I, mean, I, I pivoted. And, 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 and you know what, part of my... Um, Part of me trying to understand, because it, it is one thing that the the the, the kind of like it made me think when when coming across your Instagram and, and so on and and seeing how you was moving with a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. and um, obviously you um, are more religious than the average person. Like you, you your faith. <laughs> more religious than the average did I, person. Did I, did I, <laughs> um... did, did, did I mess that up? Did I? I wouldn't say I'm religious, like I'm spiritual. Um, Because ritual is really just trying to like check off those boxes for some people. um, Whereas spirituality or a relationship with God is... You're you're, you're more... Sorry. I mean, Uh, I'm trying to understand and sorry if I like mess it up. But uh, so you're... you're, You have... uh, You're in tune with your relationship with God. I'm getting there. Yeah. You're getting there. I mean, more so than average person for sure. Praise him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, so in, in seeing that and, and you know, like you being approached and, and people making random people making um, comments about your body. Um, how, how does that make Because I can only imagine what the what men. <laughs> I mean, we're not the brightest. <laughs> um, how, how do you kind of deal with that? And, and it kind of. Like that's one thing I was I was kind of like not struggling with, but I kind of admire is that. See, my my thing is when when woman is beautiful, right? Aesthetically, like without you getting to know them, mm-hmm. the one thing that was to, for me that would set you apart from everybody else is that you're moving different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely sense that f- from you for whatever reason, like through Instagram or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how is the interaction like? I can only imagine. Like, do you get a lot of like? dms and people saying wild coming out of line at you what's no no i mean maybe like when i was younger i would have like a lot of dms or not even a lot of dms Mm. but a lot of 
a lot of just just things that were not like appropriate i guess uh, or just like even like the, comments the, the, like the, just the worst if, if you could share what i what, just remember like mm. i was maybe in grade like eight and i was walking to the mall or like coming from like the bus stop with okay. like uh, a group of friends and like a guy just came up to me and he was just like oh like i bet you have he was caribbean so he's like i bet you have some like good Pum pum or something of that nature, <laughs> and I literally just looked at him and I'm like, "Sorry, I should, huh? I should do that. <laughs> no, I you can't. shouldn't." <laughs> Sorry, continues. I I, sh I shouldn't have pressed the the. the that's doctor. what I'm saying. Like this this guy dormant in my system that yeah. I need to kind of you know. It's okay. No, um, but I think get a handle yeah. on. But yeah, sorry. Continue. No, for me, I think it's just kind of like those types of instances just catch you off guard because you just want to just be. You know, you just want to be like be a child or be a teenager or be mm -hmm. a woman without having to be sexualized or um you know groped inappropriately or um have somebody look at you because of what's in the media and just um think that's all you are i think for me like i really had to of for a very long time i really thought like that's all i could be despite the knowledge that I had or despite the grades that I had yeah. that like I was only limited to my physicality and that the music that I was listening to especially by black men or black women um at the time were basically reinforcing that type of idea in my mind like that's all it was like that's all I could be and that's all I could amount to um so for me like that's one of the reasons why like I decided to you know what like I really like I can't think to listen to what these men are thinking at, at this point in time like mm. to to have the narrative where they just don't even understand like my point of view or um you know really just wanting to not be validated by them but just seeing that my humanity is is met or realized mm -hmm. um so for me like it it's really been like a a growing process in terms of beginning to really re-identify like who i am and whose i am and the woman i want to be right. and and not to have those labels hold so much truth about me or to hold like have people think that those are truths You're about all, me rather what 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 do you think men um need to to work on and what do we need to to be better at because i can i mean i think it's it's realizing i mean for me it's it's, it's enjoying the music and mm -hmm. not even thinking about what is being said um and then obviously you you grow up and you're realizing like, oh shit like this is really explicit and things like that i mean i still listen to it to a certain right. extent um the one thing that you did mention about afrobeat is at the time because some of it like they speak in the native tongues and things like that right. so i don't really un i don't right, even right, understand right. what <laughs> what they really saying true um at the time now obviously i'm starting to pick up certain words and realize oh like <laughs> yeah. wait a minute <laughs> yeah yeah i mean even before like they weren't really cursing or anything like yeah. that or they weren't even you know really being like sexually like overt right like i mean even when you listen to like r&b in the past like there was like knocking boots like obviously like in listening to that song like you know what it's about but it's not explicit yeah, it wasn't like yeah it wasn't you know, out there and i think over, like, like exactly to, to and then extent. we got to that point maybe after like 2010 is when you really started to hear more of that like vulgar or just out there forwardness of of just those lyrics and what that was saying mm. so I mean, in terms of what 
men could do better is just really listening to like i think at the end of the day like if you're an artist like you could still create your art but also just be mindful of you know your audience but at the same point in time like there's men like future who literally <laughs> who literally it's just like you know i'm i'm after the bag and i'm bagging all these women and i'm having children by <laughs> future them and- is toxic oh my and <laughs> every time i see future with another woman i'm like like what did you not get from his pr- <laughs> like, I'm, try- I'm trying to understand like does it even like you completely yeah, no, the future, the future need to be stopped. Yeah, but th- that's a thing, though. Like, I think when you see all of these influencers or all of the, you know, hip-hop, R&B, or just, like, pop culture artists right. online, and you just see, like, the lifestyles that they're living, I think you're more willing to you will, do, that's true. It, it do what they're doing. Especially as a, as a young boy, like, seeing that, yeah. all we cared about is, what, money and woman. Right. Like, the guy that got the most woman was the man and if you got money to go along with it great so that's kind of like all we aspire to be and i think we're coming at a point in this generation for sure that we're like yo we're tired of 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 um continue to to carry this this things is no longer service like Mm -hmm. to we have to sort of um probably break the generational curse like we're some of us are really like being intentional about that and and that kind of gives me like the light at the end of the tunnel like okay um, at some point we will get there and that's why like I love when I'm talking to um, women I like to just get because I mean I can't just assume right mm-hmm. like, I just like to be like what can we do like right. in a simplified manner is it the, you know the, how we treat because also sometimes we dissociate how we treat other women to our our woman mm. yeah. your mother you're the kindest kid to your sister to your mm-hmm. cousins but as soon as you're outside of that Fair game, like, oh that that that's somebody right. else's child. That ain't my business. And I think right. that's one of the things that I think as men we could really start to look at like what the um symbol of a woman is, not right. just like your woman per right. se. Right. Um but we got ways to go. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. And we I got think ways to go. I think it's also like language, like identifying, like because like some people would take a offense to somebody or a man saying like my woman because women aren't possessions, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's like again, like in terms of language or even it starting at home, like what are your parents teaching you? And like as um as boys or as young boys growing up or young men growing up, um who's influencing you and who's you know, who are you listening to? Who are you spending most of your times with? Like, who are your role models? Those are the things that, you know, it's not necessarily only up to youth to really try to find those alternatives. But I think it's like you as an adult, um, taking somebody under your wing and, and really, um, having that mentorship, um, not just with, um, other, you know, I guess mentorship, but also community, I guess, is to better um, state it. And like having yeah. women like really at not at the table, but really just in communi- community with you and being able to literally listening to them and what they have to say in terms of, um, you know, how they're feeling and, and really taking not that into consideration, but applying what that looks like in in terms of like how you're teaching young boys or, you know, yeah, like young boys coming up, because I think when we look at, um, you know, things like, um, I think as simple as um, school uniforms and like 
you know, the idea of young girls wearing like short skirts and it only being on the onus of the girl, like that's, that's not like whatever female or girls wearing, it's, it's not, it's not on her. Yeah, it's not, that, that it's, don't mean that. Yeah. It's like the institution like. in itself or the system in itself. Like, why is it only, you know, from one point of view or why aren't you teaching boys to, you know, respect females or to just, you know, like that's part of their dress and they can do whatever they like females can wear and do what they feel is appropriate. No. So I think it's just also like the systems and, and the, the language and like the viewpoints um, that do need a shift. But I definitely know that again, like you had mentioned that general generational curse, like is, is being broken in terms of that intentionality and then also seeing the humanity in people and it not just, um, you know, reaching, you know, your inner circle, but reaching further out right. there. Like you're able to see, you know, like that could be my sister. So I'm going to treat her with respect or, you know, even just like the way like black men are addressing black women now, like as queen or, you know, they're not doing as many cat calls as before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if you are to be rejected, you just take it at that. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, so that's, those are the small, I guess, ways that, you know, I mean, I'm so far removed from all of that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 what? In terms of just like being like all not, out you, there. That's not, and, yeah. No. no. You've uh, retired. No, I'm retired. Well, what are we, I don't know. I don't know what I mean, I maybe it's not, from, but, but, but I'm saying like, I, you, I'm trying to understand what you mean. Like you're removed, like your world doesn't, uh, it doesn't clash with I guess that so. environment. Yeah. Like in terms of really like, yeah, it doesn't clash with that environment. Okay. Sorry. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to figure out my words. No, me too. Um, and me and, too. and, and no for sure, if if you know, if I say something out of line, please um, do check me on it. And I mean, I have no problem adjusting and and, and learning and, and also understanding because I know like language is very important. And things mm -hmm. that maybe you should, you say without really understanding the meaning of it. Right. Um, I have no problem taking it back because that's that was never my intent, anyways. Yeah, that's actually a good point. The fact that, like, you're willing to not just acknowledge, but change the yeah. behavior. I think that's also, like, a just a huge thing, like, for individuals to do, like, man or woman, boy or girl, is really just to really take constructive feedback, but then actually apply instead of just being on the defense. Yeah, and, and taking it personal. Yeah. Um, I have a couple questions here um, okay. that I would like to entertain and, 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 and right. get your take on. Um because a couple of weeks ago, not even a couple of weeks, this is like in December, we had, um, I had done a podcast where we talking about, and the question came up about, can two people date that are from two different religion, or at least, yeah, two backgrounds, or um, mm. can two people from two, from different faith have a successful love, uh, a marriage or a relationship? What's your opinion? Uh... Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think it's possible. Like there's nothing that is impossible, but I think, um, from you. So let me ask you this. You personally, would you date somebody that has a different faith than you? Probably not, because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know what we would be talking about. Like, I mean, we could talk like. 
when it comes to this faith, yeah, when yeah, it like, comes to this faith thing, oh, I, I, I get it. It's, a, it's a, I mean, me personally, um, and I think it will work. And but that's on. I think it will work. Um, but that's because I'm not like religious. I'm not really um, have a very open mind when it comes to religion. If that makes sense. You get what I'm saying, me, because because I'm not I'm not so stuck on, on on, and I don't know if it's the religion or if it's just like I'm not religious. Therefore, like I can't really, um, because that's not like a thing in my life. Not I mean, yeah. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> um, because when for, you say religion, like it makes it seem like okay, like am I going to church every Sunday? Like, mm. are you going to celebrate Christi- Christmas or am I going to celebrate? Eid or am I going to celebrate Diwali? Like, I don't know, like just all the things, like, am I expected to do all those things? But for me, it's more so like in terms of like, if there's conflict in my life, like Mm. if, if you aren't like you as my partner are not there to like pray with me or to lead my family in terms of like that spiritual aspect, then I don't know how, how how that would work mm-hmm. i guess is is what i'm thinking only because in in my in for me only for me so don't take this out of context <laughs> anybody right. but i really think that like as a as a man or a woman like you can lead your house with like your your faith and i i i don't know how like if it was somebody else's faith like how we how would we be able to uh come together if that makes sense in terms of really like i mean aside from faith like there's ways in which you can communicate right Right. there's ways in which you would be able to because you've made it that far right in your relationship if if you were of different beliefs so you've made it that far but then you get to a point where like if one person is more heavily in their faith and the other person is more not worldly but not religious or as spiritual right you're gonna want somebody to basically pour into you so if i'm the one who's already um like for me if i'm really inter like in 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 tuned with my faith and you know i i have a relationship with jesus god or whomever you know i believe in i'm i'm gonna need to have a partner that is equally yoked as what people say, um, is what Christians say is on your level. Yeah, like not even, oops, not even on like the idea of level, but somebody that I know that will pour into me, even like in my weakest or in my highest moment, um, spiritually. If that, yeah, I I don't know. It's really hard because I know I'm not there. Like that's not my truth. That's not my story. Like, uh, like I'm in a partnership where. I, like my person is a believer mm-hmm. and I just have seen the impact and the influence that has exactly. had in my life in yeah. terms of really wanting to pursue that relationship even more. And you wouldn't want to be in a partnership where you feel as though your partner is leading you to like out of something that you've all you've known, I yeah. guess. You don't okay. want to resent somebody. Like if you full heartedly like believe like, you know what, actually this is a good move for me in terms of like really believing in oh my days. <laughs> believing in your like in that person's um God. Yeah. 
are um, going into like that spiritual aspect, then then yes, but you also just don't want it to be super different in spectrums and feel like maybe even outside voices feel like they're changing you or, you know, you've this is all you've ever known. And now like this person is like the devil or whatever. <laughs> it's and completely it's just, turning you around. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, I mean, I know it's, it's possible for some people. Yeah. Um, because maybe they've set boundaries or standards and a foundation for themselves, but then for other people, it's, they, they know what they want in their marriage and basically there'll be a crossroads where either they're going to be on the same path or they have to just end at a long loving relationship and then just, just part ways. So every person's different, um, and God bless if that's if that's your situation. <laughs> that, that one, no, I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think what you're saying makes absolutely sense. It just depends on where um, where you at with it, how you view it, mm-hmm. and, and what's your relationship. It, it'll be tough. Um, I think if two people are set in stone in one religion, it'll be tough to to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also the the fear is when somebody is and the other person is not. Sometimes we're trying to feel like we're going to convert that person or bring them over. Right. Um, and at the beginning, maybe there's no pressure on that. But as the relationship goes on, and that's really what you want, you start to fight because you're like, you're supposed to be here by this time. What's going on? But the person has never really told you that they would, right? It's almost like you're, you're trying to cash in a check mm-hmm. um, and with no money in it because at the end of the day, it was all you in this hope that you know what, eventually the person will come around. And that's one of the things, I think, even aside the religion, even when you're starting a relationship, there's certain things that I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, because if the person, let's say the person, you're with a woman and the expectation is she's supposed to cook all the time. I'm taking a very basic right. um, example. And then she's like, yo, I hate cooking. And you're like, oh, you ignore And then five years in, you're like, well, you're supposed to like... We got kids and everything. You're supposed to like, well, I always told you that that wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like stuck. Okay. At that point, what do you do? Because the road split into two. You got to go right or left. And it's like mm-hmm. uh, something I think compounded kind of, it might hinder it or affect it in a negative yeah. uh, way. But okay. No, sense. but also to add on to that, because the question at, at for the question, it's really about two people. But when you start to have children if that's what Mm. you wish to do as a in a partnership that's where it becomes i think more of because you can decide like as a as a couple or as an individual we can choose to do like our own thing spiritually or not believe in anything whatever it might be but when you have children it's kind of like deciding like are you going to teach them both and let them decide for themselves but like that might also just put one side of the the parent at a crossroads in terms of their child's what they i would say salvation but but yeah like in terms of where they like come to know who your true living god is if that makes sense but it's like you can decide sure like as it like as two individuals together so as two whole people together we can you know choose to not necessarily you know want the same thing in terms of spirituality but mm-hmm. when children come into play or even when it comes to like school or um celebrating holidays and and wearing you know wearing or not wearing a specific kind of dress like those types of things really become tricky so yeah um yeah i think the 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 as kids i guess we like as parents and and and, and 
to me is it depends definitely like where you're born, what side, what part of the world right. influenced the religion. So you don't really, to some extent, like you don't get to pick it mm-hmm. because it's influence you've had since you were a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like as you get older, you might get to a point where you might want to kind of like focus more and, and go in that direction. But it's very unlikely to completely switch. Mm-hmm. Not to say it doesn't happen, but it's like if you come from a Christian home, you're ninety percent going to do that but obviously there's always the anomaly where mm-hmm. somebody might find you know a different religion to be um the path that they choose their spirituality uh, their their what's it called um the way that they view things to to go mm-hmm. um based on whatever at the time that they um decide i guess yeah. that makes sense yeah um thank you for that yeah that was that was good so uh <laughs> um now I've read this, this. This guy I follow on Instagram, and I think he's problematic. But mm-hmm. part of him being problematic is like I need to pay attention to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so one of the posts that he posted. Uh, it, it says, um, "Ladies, knowing your worth will probably have you die alone." <laughs> That's like this, funny, this but was, not supposed. Yeah, to be like funny. this is like this is a problematic. Um, side of things and it's like if you are mad at this post i'm talking to you um reading like coming across something like this give me your first reaction what is the first place that your mind goes to um then i'm i guess for me it would be like then that means there's something wrong with the men like the caliber of men if i'm gonna be dying alone like if Mm. they're unable to see my worth it's our fault it's men's fault. Yeah. Hmm, really? I would say so. Like, if they can't see my worth, then that means they're devaluing themselves, like, in terms of what they choose to decide. Hmm. So if if they are unable to see, like, that I'm a catch or that, um, or that I really embody, you know, what it means to not just be a good woman, but a good human being and... Because I, I feel like sometimes that intimidates a man. Like, it, it can intimidate a man where he's like, I'm not ready for all of this. Like, you're just, I've, you know, I've heard the, I, the, I've heard it before in terms of like, oh, you're, you're too good, you know, like for me kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Um, and so it's, it kind of just makes you realize that like, you know what, I rather, I rather know what my worth is than yeah. to be with somebody who would treat me less than. Right. I mean, so, I mean, it, it could be onus on both of us, but it's really on the man in terms of, like, not really... Realizing a woman's work. Yeah, like, or that intentionality to want better for himself. Yeah. I mean, this... this... <laughs> Would it, you it... not? You don't agree? No, no. I mean, to, to, to what you're saying is true, but I'm... The fir- first thing, like, when I, when I read this book, I was like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, I don't... Because I guess what you're saying is, is, is right, and I agree with it. The other way I was looking at it is like, it's almost like, why can't a woman um, realize her worth? But I I could kind of see what his angle was in a way, not to say he's right, but like saying that like, because I mean, we do live in a world now where, um, and I used to make a joke about this, is like, uh, <laughs> this is a long time ago, uh, about women wanting too much. Okay. Like you, you know, God is sending all these people your way, and then you want above that. And I mean, that, obviously, that was a joke. But now looking back at it, it's like, um, 
if as an individual, man or woman, you feel like this person is not matching what you're seeking, mm-hmm. you have the right to accept or refuse this. It's not it's not by force. So mm-hmm. we can't be mad at women to think um whatever they're seeking, as long as that's not being met, they you know, they could be single as they choose. It's not for us to look at it, oh well, you know, you're stupid for not seeing what I'm bringing where it, it's not what you're even looking for, if, if I'm making sense. You are, but it's kind of like the idea of like then that whole combo and chill conversation mm. about um, potential or um, wasting. wasting someone's time. I'm not, if I'm going to die alone, at least I know like I'm dying alone knowing my worth and no one's wasted my time. Mm. Meaning that I've maybe also just fulfilled the things that I also wanted in my life. I've maybe pursued my purpose and I'm not just looking for potential. Like, I already know what the worth is, so I'm not going to seek potential. Right. You know what I mean? Like You're locked in. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like. How, how do you feel about that convo and chill situation? Um, the question that I, um, I can't even remember what the question, but it was somewhere around how responsible are, and I'm paraphrasing at this one, but essentially, like, mm-hmm. how responsible are men uh, for wasting woman's time vice versa if that making sense um and and my take on the whole situation about wasting time is it, like the person is responsible for sticking around longer than they should have mm-hmm. uh reason why is because we all know right and we've always been attracted to people wanted to be with certain people but we knew deep down uh, that wasn't <laughs> happening but we, we knew that from the get-go right and i don't understand how we put the onus on the other person mm-hmm. Because we stuck around at the moment, past the moment, realizing, you know what? This thing might never be a thing, but mm-hmm. you're now you're stuck in the limbo of hope. Meaning, like, if I don't text you for a week, if I call you two weeks later, you're like, oh, yeah, like, he must have came around. But no, he just, maybe it was a physical thing. Maybe he just needed to spend time. Like, whatever it was, it's like, who's, the man cannot be responsible because you decided to still entertain something that you knew. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we know, because for sure, even the times where I stuck around longer, I knew that, yeah, like I knew this. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I was stuck in a hope. Yeah. Um, or potential. Or potential. Yeah. So I guess Like you're, potentially you're... that person might change or potentially that person might come around. Like there's still, like you said, a little bit of hope. But um, for me, like I definitely agree, like in terms of really, like, you can't hold that person uh, accountable for everything um, in terms of really just saying like, no, like you, you were the one who wasted my time. Like, I think you really got to be truthful with yourself. It actually, I was on TikTok and I'm never really on TikTok, but I saw this um, girl and she said, it's so funny how like people are so like you can easily get naked in front of somebody and be intimate with them, but you're not open to have a conversation. And it reminds me of that, like the idea of not having open communication in terms of identifying like what is it that you want from a relationship? Because I think that's where you really begin to be like, okay, like I then know, like, cause if you don't have that kind of conversation, you'll continue to waste each other's time in terms of where you're going, where you're headed, where you're, where you currently are at the title or no title whatever that looks like like you're going to be wasting your time whereas you can be utilizing your time to get to know what you actually want so that when the person comes the next person that comes you actually know like 
you know what? Like, I'm not going to stick, like, stick around for potential or for hope. Like, I want a definite. Like, I want to know what this is, if this is worth it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that um, for sure, because I think I've been there. Like, I think I've, I can actually say, like, in looking back, like, I really allowed people to waste my time and I allowed my time <laughs> to be wasted. Thanks without because i think a part of it is not knowing what you want like a part of it is not right. really identifying what you want but you're willing to just see find out go. yeah like yeah see where things go and that's a line that you'll you'll hear from mm. a guy but our girl but it'll be like oh yeah like we'll see where, we'll see where things go <laughs> yeah. but I, but i'm i'm that way i've i've said that but i think for me it's like <laughs> problematic <laughs> You think so? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, we'll see where things go. But but for example, if 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 if, if somebody approaches you right now, mm-hmm. let's assume you're single, or whatever. Somebody approaches you, like, yo, I like you. Um, I think this is cool. Let's get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, the person goes, um, so what's up? What's going on? But you you don't know. You're still kind of like, how soon do you know that you want to be with somebody? Um. See, you know, I'm just looking at my personal history mm. in terms of like seeing where things went and knowing when I wanted to be with somebody. I think that a huge part of that was what I knew about relationships um, or was not taught about relationships and right. maybe what social media might have taught me or movies might have taught me. Mm-hmm. So I guess to answer, I really didn't like I never really knew. Um, and I never really had an established official relationship. Like I could never say like I had a boyfriend. Really? Or I was somebody's never been girlfriend. In a relationship. Situationships, yes, but not like a real like mm. reciprocal relationship. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you, you look like you're thinking. Uh, what what does that mean? So you were in and but they wasn't, or they was in and you were not. Possibly, mm. like I think there was there was definitely like there was unrequited love a lot of the time. <laughs> so one person was definitely getting something out of the situationship, but it was just not equally reciprocated. Like it wasn't the same thing that was wanted. So I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've ever been in a situationship. That's amazing. That's. It's a yeah. blessing, let me tell you that. <laughs> because I, I, I'll, I'll take off before everything amounts to anything. I'm like two weeks. That's I mean, this is this I'm talking about because you're looking at me like <laughs> no. That, I mean, in the in the past for sure, I was I will be out before things even start. Right. For me to feel anything because right. at the time, and you know, going through and therapy or whatever, whatever. It's it's realizing the fear of actually getting to like somebody, mm-hmm. and because you're coming from a place of hurt soon as those feelings start to manifest themselves you take off because i mean mm. i remember making a pact with myself like i never want to feel this kind of pain again and i went through mm. a whole series of you know what i mean just doing things that looking back now i'm not proud but right. it is part of who i am mm-hmm. so i embrace every part of me mm-hmm. and understanding like who i was is not where i am and amen and i get to uh a lot of people feel they project when i'm when i'm even telling these stories like oh you're a dog. And I was like, that's, I'm, I just specifically said that's who I was. So right. Obviously, I'm in a different place now. So, looking back at it, that's where that came from. That's why I'm, I've never really lingered around 
situation shit because I was, I mean, a month was too long. Like a month felt like a year. I was like, mm-hmm. and I would literally create conflict. But like a situation, like just means like that's what, like, because if you didn't stick around. Oh, I thought it was long term situations. I feel like it's like, it's like Mm-mm. y'all are like sleeping together for like a year and then nothing is really. I don't know. Is there, is there a timeline that makes it or just. No, I feel know. like it's just a situation like that you're in with somebody. So it like could be a week. A week could be a situation shit. Uh, I guess so. Really? I don't know. I don't know what the I culture is saying. I started to count after but... a month. I think a month is, is decent. I guess so. But that's, anyway, that's my personal Because then opinion. I guess maybe you're just talking for a week and if things happen, then they happen. I mean, things happen fast. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just joking. I'm playing. Um, last but not least, and I know we got into this conversation. Thank you very much, by the way. I've, I've, I've learned. I feel like, you know I mean? I'm fulfilling some way. And I'm super happy because I've, I've gotten to know you just a tad bit better than just from the Instagram thing. And I hope mm-hmm. that uh this is a something that we can tap into like n- getting to know people and understanding uh and that's the beauty of my podcast is like some people actually walk away from just a podcast and we become not friends but it's always like i know where to go tap into certain conversation with such individual and mm-hmm. honestly thanks for coming up i truly truly appreciate that but Thank the la- last thing i wanted to talk about uh before we go was when i was going through the platform that you have the second one think it's called before our vows yes so when i went on that page right i thought you were in a relationship with a woman is that the one no, that's... <laughs> yes yeah oh yes like you are no oh. <laughs> <laughs> no Sorry. but i laugh because that's that's yeah i know that, i was that's... like oh this is uh interesting yeah and i was like how does but okay no, if so not the case, then. no. Before our vows is a passion project slash business mm. venture with me and my childhood friend, whose name is Kanisha, and have the same name, similar, similar, yeah, mm, okay. cool, <laughs> similar, similar names, different spelling. Shout out to her, yep. Yeah, and essentially, um, we we really wanted to capture stories of, and we're getting there. We're building. So mm. if you do end up going on the platform, you'll see eventually. But we wanted to capture stories of uh, like ordinary love stories of people that just weren't on, you know, that weren't an influencer or wasn't like a, um, a celebrity of some sort. Right. Um, and really just to celebrate um, just love in general in that regard. And at first, we really wanted to um, speak with those who were embarking like the engagement to marriage Mm -hmm. um road in 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 that sense and really get their stories of what it takes to or what is it taking to get before before the actual vow itself that commitment for um to be one together for the rest of your lives hopefully ideally by god's grace and um and um essentially we've so had I'm, I'm looking at it as you're talking this is this it looks dope so all of these people on there are like people that you've uh no so essentially it's kind of like also one of like i'm not sure if you're familiar with like black love or um like no. just newly engaged like so essentially our our page is really to showcase love 
um, in in different ways and, okay. and as well as culture. So right now, like I know there's a lot of black couples that are featured or that you see pictures of. Mm-hmm. But I mean, eventually we will be showcasing, um, you know, or having people tell their stories of their love that aren't just necessarily black individuals, because I think that um, love is felt, seen and heard in different ways. And I think we just want to be able to share those stories um, of a healthy form of love and uh, one that God is centered in. And also like the culture aspect of things that that's not just like a Bella Nigah a platform where it's just mostly uh, West African culture, maybe some East African East African culture, but you're not right. hearing the story behind it. So again, you're falling in love with the fairy tale of of marriage or the wedding day, as opposed to what marriage actually um, looks like on a day to day for ordinary people, and what ordinary love really looks like, or extraordinary love could be. So dope. Yeah. I mean, the page is dope. I looked at it, but at first I was like confused. I was like, oh, wait, what? Like, <laughs> so thank you for it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not. So am I, am I the only one that have had that? No, you're not. Okay. But like before our vows, eventually, yes, we'll, we'll And it was like before it. our vow, I'm like, wait, what? What? I was, I was very yeah. um, uh, intrigued, per se. Like, I was just like, oh, wow, this is, I thought it was a new thing. Because I know, I mean, not, I don't. I don't really know, but I, I know that like the the the, the faith and spirituality of things. It's like same couple. It's it's like it's obviously it's not looked at in a po- in the most positive way. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is this a new thing that's mm-hmm. happening now? People, mm-hmm. you know, that's I mean, not I got, the wave. No, that's uh, not the frequency it's, it's right not, now okay. for our page. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. I I really didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Almost. Okay. Makes sense. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming up. And if people want to reach out to you, obviously, um, drop your Instagram and and how if people wanted to connect with you because they fell in power through this conversation, um, how do they reach out to you? Uh, so I have three Instagram platforms right now. Um, so the first is just my name, Kanisha, K-A-N-I-S-H-I-A underscore. Um, on Instagram, but then I also have Keys with K in which it's talking about the intersectionality of womanhood, blackness, as well as faith. Um, that's also a growing platform, but there are conversations that are currently on there that mm-hmm. just talk about protecting black women, as well as that intersectionality and that space that I hold as a black woman and a Christian. And um, yeah, and then the last page is my business page, which is before our vows, where we so ce- where we celebrate <laughs> culture, love, and the beauty of God in relationships. So yeah, that's where you could find me. Dope, 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 dope. Thank you very much, Kanisha. Thank you so much. Did for I say right? Me. I hope yeah, I you did. You did. You did. Um, thanks for coming through, and 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 now I know who to tap into whenever I have some spiritually guided questions or just question about life i don't want to i don't want to yeah, put you in no pastor but thanks for coming through and before we get in i'm going to play one of my favorite songs as we're uh ending the podcast and so on this is a song by Ty Taiki. i hope i'm saying it right he's french it could be ticey or whatever it was um but for everybody else tuning in thanks again for tuning in this is the activated podcast and you've officially been activated peace c'est à nous deux, je vois rien qui me fasse un peu souffrir. J'ai déjà fait mon vœu, j'attends que le bon Dieu veuille m'offrir. Tous deux 
ça n'a pas marché, nous deux ça n'a pas marché Et pourtant c'est la première fois que je 